0: In today's episode from Neckbeard Stories, the tale of Sir Sam continues. You can listen to this independently, or if you want to go back and hear some of the older episodes, check out the links in the description. Drop a thumbs up to see more episodes in this series, subscribe with notifications turned on, and follow on Spotify. Why I got two hours of sleep a night during exam week. Player one is me, Lady Sabre, 16, foreign exchange student, going through some stress about midterm exams before Christmas break. I'm also a very light sleeper. Player two is Sir Sam the Chivalrous. All around... Beatus' beard smells like putrid putonesca, probably bathes in meat sauce. While I have no in-person contact with Sir Sam in this story, I imagine that he wears all of his fedoras at once while using his phone to boost his chivalry level. This story spans most of exam week, beginning the night of Sam's first fencing tournament and ending the following Thursday. It's Saturday night. I've gotten home from my tournament, showered, had dinner, and gotten in bed. I feel good finally being able to relish my victory in peace. I fall asleep quickly around 11 o'clock or so. As I mentioned before, I'm a light sleeper. I'll often wake at bumps and noises in the night, or even loud noises in my dreams, stare around for 15 seconds, and go right back to sleep. Tonight, I wake to the buzzing of my phone. New text from some unknown number. It's probably spam, so I go back to sleep. Later, there's more buzzing, the same number. I unlock my phone, squint at it, and fumble to the new text. Hey, what's up? Can't sleep. How are you? It's 12.30 a.m. What the heck? I take the bait and respond... Who is this? Well, hello to you too, Lady Saber. Can't believe you don't know who this is, though. Seriously, it's like 1 a.m. Tell me who this is or I'm blocking your number. Okay, okay, it's Sam. That's all the answer I needed. I switch my phone off and try to fall back asleep sleep again before getting back up and responding with, how did you get this number? Oh, well, when I called my mom this afternoon, I accidentally called myself first. So I had your number in my phone
1: and I decided to text you.
0: Dude. Sam, I have a midterm in world history tomorrow. I need to sleep. That's cool. I'm studying anatomy, winky face. Why do I even try? I turn my phone off and go back to sleep. Yet, like I'm in some well-timed nightmare, my phone goes off again shortly thereafter. I try to ignore it, but it keeps going. He's calling me. I silence the call. I go back to a fitful sleep until I get another call. I pick it up, probably sounding like a sloshed Smeagol. Hello? Hey, Lady Saber. Sam? Hey, uh, yeah, uh, sorry I couldn't sleep. I thought, hey, what a coincidence. Me neither. We must be soulmates or something. But what I said was, Sam, I have a test tomorrow. What do you want? Nothing. I just thought you might want to have someone to talk to. Did you get home safe this afternoon? I thought, I know someone who won't be very safe going home. But I said, yeah, Sam, I'm fine. I need to sleep. I end the call and look at the clock. It's 4.30 in the morning. I have to be up in an hour to be on time. I don't dare switch my phone into do not disturb mode or else I might miss my wake up alarm. The texts come trickling in. I feel like crying or screaming or just laughing hysterically. I can't go back to sleep. So I stare at the ceiling for an hour while my phone buzzes like it's on a high of its own. I eventually drag myself out of bed and try in vain to cover the bags under my eyes. I do mediocre on my test, coming very close to dropping a letter grade in the class. The next night, the same thing. I have a dozen new texts coming in every few hours. Some are short messages, some are the beginnings of an academic paper. I get a lot of picture messages, random funny memes, and rage comics. It was 2012, guys. As well as pictures of the final score in his Call of Duty multiplayer matches. They seem to pick up at night too, like he draws energy from gallons of monster energy drink and streaming gigabytes of frisky online material. I I am not sleeping a wink. My eating is off. I have manic bursts of energy followed by hours of uselessness. On Tuesday night, I turn my phone all the way off. I sleep through what would have been my alarm. My host family tries to get me out of bed. They don't know about this whole event, so I break down and I spill the Cheetos. I end up sleeping a full 12 hours that day and then another four-hour nap in the middle of the afternoon. My host mother buys me an alarm clock so I can leave my phone off the next night. Because I missed an exam, I have to go in on Friday to do a makeup, pushing the family vacation back by one day. I am pissed. This continues for three days. I think this is because he's never actually had a real life m'lady to text so he's gonna take this opportunity and run like a Tumblr user with a lot to say. Suddenly those years of beard, straight white boy and beat us all come pouring out in a slurry carbonated cheesy meat sauce. It's a horrifyingly beautiful slow motion train wreck which is why it takes me so long to tear myself away. I finally block Sam's number on Wednesday afternoon. He figures this out, however, and starts texting me from a different number. At first, he's apologetic, probably realizing that he overdid things a wee bit and is trying to backpedal. Knighthood prevails soon enough. He starts to ask me about John. You guys spend a lot of time together. Yeah, we're pretty good friends. Oh, just friends? Yes, Sam. So I see I'm not the only one
1: to fall victim to the friend zone then.
0: (laughs) I have no idea how to respond, so I just wait. It never takes long, and then I get this. Indeed. Well, I really just think John only pays attention to you because of how much makeup you wear and the
1: way you dress. Really, if you want to find someone that can respect you and treat you like a lady, you should
0: present yourself in that way, and the right guy will find you. I thought, dress for the relationship I want? Okay. Have any uruk High propositioned you, Sam? He went on to say, plus. John doesn't really dress like he has any class either. John wears bootylicious jeans and muscle tease like a normal hot person I thought. Sam speaks from experience naturally having about as much class as a Marxist utopia. I'm pretty done hearing about how gross I am for trying to make myself look good so I silence my phone and finally get a full night's rest in. Sir Sam walks back his last tirade in a series of pitiful messages that I can't even bring myself to quote from the cringe pain. This Friday, I show up and make my last exam. I should have known that I couldn't make it out this week without an encounter with this beast, but hold on to your nachos because that is for the next story of Sir Samwell the Chivalrous. So at this point, Sir Sam is just straight up stalker status. He's constantly barraging her with nonstop attempts to... To get her to be what he wants her to be. I understand why she wouldn't want to turn off her phone because she needs the alarm but I do wonder why she didn't block him the first night right away because maybe it would have taken him a while to figure out that he had blocked her and then started texting from another number because obviously when she did block him he found out that she was doing that and then started texting her from his either online number or another cell phone or something so it didn't really end up going through. I think there is a way that you can make it so that you only get notifications, noises, buzzes from people that are your actual contacts in your phone or your favorites or something and so if you're not on that list then it just is completely silent but maybe back then when this story took place that didn't exist at that point or maybe it did and she didn't know about it like a lot of people probably wouldn't have so let me know what you would do in this situation and what do you think of sir Samuel and lady saber so far sir sam the chivalrous tries to christmas or why i'm no longer surprised by anything this story begins friday morning the last day of exam week before Christmas break. It's exam makeup day so a lot of people aren't there but after the two-hour morning exam session the rest of the day is just spent on Christmas parties and Secret Santa. John is my Secret Santa in English class by the luck of the draw. It's mostly a bunch of inside joke stuff. I think a do-rag and a bottle of Elmo shampoo was included including a little thing of eyeshadow and blush just for Sam. Interestingly though the colors actually match for me don't know how long he must have spent trying to pick them out but it's really sweet around lunchtime i get a new text from sam that says got a present for you let me know when i can give it to you winky face oh boy i can't wait what is it sam i can't tell you it'll be spoiling the surprise i'm pretty sure the surprise will spoil the surprise too i can't give it to you in school though maybe after so you're gonna give me something that you aren't allowed to carry around school grounds great if you aren't allowed to have it at school sam I don't think it's something I want.
1: No, trust me, you'll like it.
0: Let me guess. It's also 10 inches. We go around and around like this for a little while before I give up and ignore his subsequent teaser messages like, Bet you can't wait to have it in your hands. And my personal favorite, It's long and stiff. Winky face. Haha, JK, JK, JK. Just as subtle as a sledgehammer. My mind is spinning for the rest of of the day, running through the list of possible gifts. Is it a frisky toy? A five-gallon drum of meat sauce? A blade of valerian steel? All equally possible. Fast forward to the end of the day, I'm filing to the bus loop with the rest of the school when I'm intercepted by Sam like an offensive pass from Tony Romo.
1: Hey, Lady Sabre. Merry Christmas.
0: You look enchanting today. Thanks, Sam. You too. Dope, I thought. I meant Merry Christmas to you too. That's what I get for not thinking. He's carrying around a long tube in one hand wrapped haphazardly in Christmas paper like Santa's homeless cousin. A blue bow is dangling from the side and makes a fedorable picture. In the other hand, a foot-long hot dog is at the mercy of the black hole which functions as his mouth. Mustard, ketchup, chili dribble, while the meat stick vanishes at an alarming pace. I got you a present, Lady Saber. Hot dog goes in. Chunks come out. You can't explain that. I see. Are you going to tell me what it is? I
1: can't do that. It's
0: a present. He's squeaking with delight. I assume he makes the same noise as when mom brings home the can of SpaghettiOs. Sam, if I'm not supposed to have it at school, I really don't want to open it here. We're at the bus loop now. I'm anxious to find mine and bug out. Sam presses on uninhibited, thrusting the package into my arms like a squealing baby. Ironic, given the circumstances. For my lady. It's some kind of hollow tube. Something definitely long and stiff bumps around inside it when I give it a rattle. Sam looks like he's about to jump out of his skin. This is embarrassing. People are looking. Sam's in his own little world with my lady. I'm not tearing off all the paper, so I just poke a hole in the end. I can't see what's inside. It's dark, and I'm scared. I imagine the scene from Indiana Jones where all the faces melt off, and I feel like I might be facing a similar fate. I grip my teeth and finally reach in. My fingers touch metal. And then, something like soft leather. The shape is very familiar. I grasp and pull. No way. I draw out the bell guard in the first six inches of a saber. On the pommel is the brand for Leon Paul, which is Cadillac level fencing gear, especially custom made weapons. This one feels exceptionally lightweight. I am totally floored. The amount of research to figure out exactly what was good in a weapon you don't fence with must have taken an enormous amount of time. And one of their weapons can easily cost over a hundred British pounds. I can actually give him a genuine smile. thank you, Sam. This is fabulous. It's clear that he wants to stay and talk, but I have to find my bus. I double-dodge his attempt at a hug and narrowly escape with a fist bump. If only it was that easy. My bus has changed today and I missed the announcement at the end of class. I walk up and down the loop looking for the bus number and failing to find it. They start pulling away one by one and I realize too late that there's been a change. I tried to give my host brother a call, but he doesn't pick up. Eventually, I'm stranded at the loop with a few stragglers. Sam has wandered off like a lion that missed his first rush at his Pray. I know that John carpools with his dad, so I message him asking him if I can get a ride home. I head up to the parking lot where his parents are pulling through and meet up with him. What's in the tube? It's Sam's present. He pulled out all the stops on a new saber. I draw out a little bit to show off to him. Damn, really? That must have been expensive. We have a lot of time to sit around before John's dad shows up, so we perch ourselves on the brick wall next to the sidewalk. I'm pretty sure I wear my do-rack for a portion of this time, too. Yeah, I'm cool. Soon enough, Sam approaches me like a tornado to a trailer park hailing me with that full arm wave. John and I are sitting, so Sam takes a moment to revel in his ability to tower over us. He's still eating. This time, it's a Tupperware container full of ravioli. Does it end? Hey, Lady Sabre, why are you here? I thought you rode the bus. I missed my bus. It changed. Oh, that sucks. I know. I can give you a ride home. My mom will be here any second. That's okay. John is giving me a ride. Sam gives John a sidelong glance that lasts a little too long. I can tell John has his jimmies rustled, so I diffuse the situation by asking John to find out where his dad is, which keeps him busy long enough to cool down.
1: My mom will be here soon, Lady Saber. We've got space in our car. It's no big deal. That's okay, Sam. I'm riding with John. Lady Saber, I
0: don't have to offer you a ride. Hey, I bet John is just doing it to get some alone time with you. Yeah, because having your parents in the front seat makes a perfect makeout environment, I thought. He says it like it's a joke, but he's the only one forcing laughter. John has had enough. He rises to his full height, looking down his nose at Sam. She told you no twice. Back off, Sam. They both inflate like pufferfish, and I might have laughed if I wasn't so afraid of them tearing into each other. Thankfully, this only lasted for a tense 30 seconds before Sam's ride pulls up. He makes no move to leave until his mom rolls down the window and starts hollering, Sam! Sam! He turns his agitation to his mom and says,
1: What? What do you mean what? Get in the car, Sam. I'm busy, Mom. What on earth
0: with Sam? We've got to go. Lady Sabre won't come with. She needs a ride home. Well, apparently it's not going to be with you. Sam deflates like he has gastric bypass. A bunch of other people in the carpool line are staring. He shoulders his book bag and carries his still open pasta bowl to the back seat of his car. Mrs. Sam gives me a look before pulling away. Naturally, Sam manages to screw this up further. As soon as I'm in the car with John, he starts texting me. Hey, I'm glad you liked your present. Told you you would. What did John get you? All aboard the cringe train, I thought. Well, he was my secret Santa in English. He just got me some funny stuff that we like to joke about. Okay, but not like a real gift or anything. I decide to have a little fun. John is sitting next to me, so he's reading too and eggs me on. He got me some makeup. And like a drunken streaker at a football game, Sam is off.
1: Seriously? He got Got you makeup. That's like the worst thing you could ever get a girl. Like he's just telling you you're not actually pretty enough for me, so put this on. Why do you even put up with someone who clearly has no respect for you at all? It's really sad that girls get taken in by guys
0: who don't deserve them at all. Choo-choo. This continues for what might have constituted a five-paragraph essay on why I'm the flusiest flues that ever floozed, gaining speed and losing altitude with each subsequent message. John and I are dying laughing Finally, Sam finishes and there's a pause like he's not quite sure what to do. I don't reply until he follows up with, Anyway, what's up? Smiley. That made me lose it. Sam, I'm going to involve myself with other people. You may not like some of them, but who I associate with is not any of your business. If you can't deal with that, then you don't need to talk to me anymore. He doesn't reply for a while. I'm at home when he responds back with, Fine, but if you're going to be that way, I want the saber back. Keeping it classy like a true gent. Men. My lady is unmoved sir sam keeps his distance over a christmas break instead of opting to post ambiguously about me on facebook the first post is something along the lines of breakups are hard i wish i was kidding in the next story you'll see all about this whole facebook collection from sir samuel the chivalrous he took the saber back That seemed like the nicest gesture that Sam had ever made, not because of the price of it, but because of, like, the OP put, Lady Sabre said, how much research would have gone into figuring out what was the most appropriate thing to give here, and then he just took it back after she didn't comply with the way that he wanted her to act. The last thing I'll say on this one is that you could tell there is truly a delusional element to this if he's writing about how breakups are hard when he's never even been in a relationship with Lady Sabre, but yet he's writing to the world like that's something he's dealing with and it must feel very real otherwise why would he waste his time writing about that so he's going through an experience that Lady Saber is not even involved in but in his mind she is so let me know what you would do in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why